TGIF. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. We're rounding out the first week of 2024 with some very welcome rain. We're in a bit of a winter drought, so every storm, especially in the mountains, is helping out right now. Here's the news from our region today. It's Friday, January 5th. Purple and gold are about to fill sports bars, buses, and TV screens across America. The University of Washington Huskies are headed to Houston for Monday's college football championship. The school sent them off in style today. Vaughn Jones checked it out. I'm here at Husky Stadium on Mott Lake. A light drizzle didn't stop about 400 fans from cheering for their Huskies en route to the biggest game in school history. The energy is high. Fans are nervous about playing undefeated Michigan, but believe the Huskies will do what they did all year and bring home the win. I mean, with our offense and how it's been playing, you can never really count them out, and we've always pulled stuff out of the bag when it's been late and we've been down or been close against any other team, and we've still been able to win, so pretty excited for it. And now the Huskies are on the way to Houston. The undefeated Huskies haven't won a national title since 1991, but they hope to change that on Monday. The game kicks off at 4.30 on ESPN. Vaughn Jones, KUOW News. Listen to that crowd. Listen to that crowd. And BTW, you'll see the University of Washington flag raised over the state capitol if you're in Olympia this weekend. And there are watch parties all over the place, including a big one at the Seattle Center Armory on Monday. Vashon Island residents who rely on the ferry can expect limited service for years to come. Casey Martin has this story today. I'm at the Fauntleroy Ferry Terminal in West Seattle in the middle of the day, and there's a line of cars that stretches from the dock, up the road, and almost to Lincoln Park. Bill Usne is sitting in his van and shaking his head at so many cars. There's one at 115 and one at 135. Supposedly. (laughs) Usne never made that 115, and he's kind of used to that now. Washington State Ferries said this week they'll operate on reduced service for at least the next five years because of fewer boats, repairs, and limited staffing. Two boats instead of three will service this route between West Seattle, Vashon, and Southworth. Usne says he's cut down on how often he rides the ferry because it's so often late. I've never actually been ghosted, but sometimes they're an hour, an hour and a half late. The ferry service says it hopes to reduce the number of sailings to keep remaining boats on time and predictable. At Fauntleroy Ferry Terminal, I'm Casey Martin, KUOW News. A rideshare driver was killed this week north of Seattle. A 31-year-old driver was shot by a pedestrian in Edmonds on Wednesday night, according to CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Edmonds police are asking people for help identifying the shooter. CARE's Washington chapter has tracked violence against drivers, many of whom are involved in local Muslim communities, including this latest victim, Abdulkadir Sharif Getty. CARE says this is the sixth rideshare driver killed since 2019 in the greater Seattle area. The driver's union is raising money to help with funeral costs. Prosecutors think they know who set fire to the Seattle Betsuin Buddhist Temple over the new year. King County prosecutors have charged 42-year-old Waylon James Williams with burglary and reckless burning. Police documents allege he broke into the temple on New Year's Eve and lit a fire. He was arrested a short time later. 
Temple officials say the smoke damage is extensive and many historical documents have been destroyed, including documents about local Japanese-American history. Bags are packed, outfits are set out, legislators for Washington state start the new session Monday, and chamber leaders say they'll seek to bolster public education. Amy Radel reports. During a legislative preview hosted Friday by Seattle City Club, Washington Senate Republican leader John Braun said Washington's students are falling behind. He said one focus for legislators will be policies that can promote better school attendance. And we are among the worst in the nation when it has, comes to folks, kids being chronically absent. That means missing more than 10 percent of the school days. Braun says that problem worsened during the pandemic. Democrat Joe Fitzgibbon is the majority leader in the state house. He said he's excited to see the spread of more dual language education in public schools. So for kids who come from a Spanish-speaking home, that they're improving their English and their Spanish at the same time. The goal is for them to be bilingual and biliterate. Lawmakers have also pre-filed proposals to discourage student vaping and cell phone use in school buildings. Amy Radel, KUOW News. I already mentioned today's rain at the top of the show. That is nothing compared to the mountain forecast. You want snow? You got snow. More than a foot is forecast to fall in the Cascade Mountains this weekend. We're seeing numbers like a foot and a half for Snoqualmie Pass and Stevens Pass. Drivers, you're going to have some dicey conditions tonight through early Sunday. Seattle's new mental health responders are now answering 911 calls alongside police downtown. These unarmed care teams are intended to assist people in crisis. They also help the situation by allowing police to move on to other calls, while this specialized team gives trauma-informed mental health support. Our reporter, Amy Radel, got to ride along with them recently to hear how it's been going since the team ramped up in November. She followed Chris Inaba, one of the care team members. The patrol officer will arrive on scene first, make sure the scene is safe, and then they can hand the call over to the care team, and then they can depart the scene. They've answered more than 150 calls in the past two months. In the vast majority of cases, police were able to depart and leave the care team to follow up. They can provide supplies, referrals to services, and sometimes transportation. I've got a few more notes before we go. First, our good old Mariners reunited with a former MLB All-Star today. The M's acquired outfielder Mitch Haniger from the San Francisco Giants, giving them starting pitcher Robbie Ray. Haniger signed with the Giants before last season, but spent much of the year on the injured list. We're hoping these moves get us closer to some more uh, runs in 2024. Home values just hit a good note for owners. Not so much for buyers. Northwest home prices have now fully recovered from the 2022 slump, according to the new CoreLogic Home Price Index data. The most expensive places to buy are San Juan County, King County, and Snohomish County. And hey, how about one more snow mention? Crystal Mountain now has about two-thirds of its ski lifts running, about the same for Summit at Snoqualmie. Stevens Pass is running all but one lift, And the crown jewel for snow, Mount Baker, has about 70% running. 
And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm your host, Paige Browning. We'll be back Monday with another episode. Have a great weekend.